1: It's a big period in the season for Celtic There are big prizes on the line And big rewards at the end of it But right now There are big questions being asked about the team And the management Celtic are reeling from defeat In the first Old Farm game of the season To Rangers Where they were comfortably dismissed By their rivals at Parkhead And for many fans it was understandable, given the dreadful number of players who were unavailable, but for others, that type of performance has been in keeping with a lethargic start to the season and it has raised big questions about the players and the management. So, over the next 45 minutes or so on the Record Celtic podcast, we'll take a brief look back at that game, but more importantly, look ahead to what has now become a pivotal period in the campaign. AC Milan and at Parkhead on Thursday for the Europa League tie. It's a glamour game, but is it more important than beating Aberdeen at Pataudry on Sunday? There's a cup semi-final looming against the Dons, would the fans rather win that? Then beat Lille, would they rather beat Motherwell and Lanarkshire than win European ties against Sparta Prague? That'll all be discussed today. We've got record sports Chris Sutton and Michael Gannon joining us. And Boys, there's plenty to get out of the way. How are you, first of all? All good?
2: Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for asking, Craig.
0: How are you, uh, Mick? I'm um, uh,
1: very well, thank you. Yeah, I just watched the hour of Mr. Tumble, so I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh,
0: tickle on, yeah. tickle a,
1: on, a bit like an old farm game. <laughs> Chris, we'll cut straight to it. Um, Mr. Tumble might be might, might be raising some laughs, laughs in the Gannon household this morning, but I don't think there was a lot of people laughing in, within the Celtic support on Saturday. Listen. Lots has been said about it already. You boys have both written columns on it. Um, you're both I, think, your...
2: Mick, I think Mick's column. I think Mick virtually copied my column, didn't he? Well, I am I? Tasting a form of fact, isn't he, Chris? Mm, yeah, I thought so. Go. I mean, yeah. I Maybe mean, they just it, agree. It, it, there was some. There was some. There was some minor tweaks, but I mean, it was virtually <laughs> word for word what, what I said, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, for what?
1: Was it the bit from your column on Sunday, Chris, where that Mick had said two weeks ago about the six games being massive after the Old Farm game? Was it that bit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I didn't know either. That's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, oh, now that wow. we're on level
1: terms at half time, right, uh, Chris?
2: <laughs> wow, well, look at you two ganging up. Amazing, <laughs> <it>?
1: <laughs> Chris, what did you. you, you, you give us another. You've you had
2: another date, sort of, chew on it. Um, it wasn't good, was it? No, it wasn't good. Um and it was I mean we you know, we can we can understand that the pla you know, big players out. The likes of uh, Edward and, and the striker situation wasn't perfect. Um of course it wasn't wasn't ideal playing a false choice striker, uh, albeit he's it improved a fair bit. I'm not levelling uh, the blame at Patrick Lamala at all. I thought every Celtic player on the pitch performed poorly. And it was more the, the manner of it, the, the way that they didn't respond after Conor Goldson's uh, opening goal and and they froze and that was completely unacceptable. Then you have to put everything into the season. You have to look at performance uh, across all the games this season. And, that, you know, I mean, Celtic fans, some Celtic fans may have got excited about beating Hamilton 5-1 on the opening day. It didn't excite me at all. That's, you know, to be expected. Uh, but they have, they have, Scraped through games. They've been bitty. The level of performance hasn't been just. It just hasn't been there. I mean, I, in the in the column I wrote um, when I was why Chris game, why 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 do you think why? that is yeah um, why do you think that is I think there's uh, there's been a, a lack of continuity. I think that the team selection. Hasn't necessarily helped chopping and changing, and I know that, that you know Neil has said there are reasons for that, and, and injuries clearly haven't helped. I don't think the system has worked, and the system which worked so well last season, um, after Rangers uh, played Celtic off the park at Celtic Park, Lee Griffiths came in, and that um, that system three-five-two, the two uh, stri- strike, uh, the two strikers up top. Were sensational and Celtic had their thunder back, getting balls into the box and uh, uh, not not overthinking about things. This this uh, persistence from Neil to play, um, you know, whether it's Christie off the front or uh, we saw at the weekend El Nusi in that system, it it isn't working. I mean, was it was there one shot on target? I think of the weekend, maybe no shots on target against Rangers. That is just that was totally unacceptable. The level of intensity was totally unacceptable and so I think Neil has to carry the can I have sympathy with him because the likes of James Forrest um were out who gives them that balance on the on the right hand side it's amazing isn't it James Forrest a player who often gets slammed by um by, by some of the Celtic support you realize how big a miss he actually is when he's not in the team His his reputation actually sort of Enhanced by the uh, the limp performance at the uh, at the weekend, uh, but N- Neil Lennon has real thinking to do because if he doesn't turn it round soon, uh, and when I when I mean soon, in the next few games, and and a lot of Celtic fans uh, are thinking, you know, this season is all about the ten Europe doesn't matter. Well, it sort of does matter now. I mean, it always did matter, but it but it really matters more now because Neil Lennon needs to find performances from somewhere and he needs to find results allied with performances and the next few games are going to be remarkably tricky The the, the Europa group which uh, which Celtic are in uh, I think every team they're playing against at this moment in time AC Milan Lille and and the Prague they're top of the tables in their in their res, uh, respective countries so they're going to find it difficult but the but but the fact that the performances have been so flat. The fact that uh, that Celtic haven't clicked so far this season is becoming a massive problem for Neil, and he'll know this himself. And he needs players back quickly. He needs players back fit, but the, but but there needs to be a drastic change in the level of performance. Otherwise, I do think that uh, that Peter Lawwell, after these six games, maybe you know in the next couple of games, if things are so flat, he'll he'll be thinking. Well, maybe we need a different voice now because the players clearly aren't responding. And then when you chuck uh, uh, the the sort of dressing room unrest, if you want to call it that, uh, Neil Lennon talking about a leak in the dressing room, uh, the fact that earlier on in the season Neil was talking about players wanting away, you, you know, question marks have to be asked about. Um, about the sort of spirit in the dressing room and, and, and naturally questions will come out and so uh, uh, questions will be asked that, uh, that has Neil Lennon lost the players if this is the case? Uh, so these things need to be resolved. It's, it's not a happy place at this moment in time. That's clear to, that's clear to say. But uh, he needs to turn things around and turn them around quickly.
1: Michael, supporters of any football club will to some extent accept losing games. Especially in the situation that Celtic were faced with last weekend against Rangers, what many of them will not accept quite correctly is an apparent, it was almost—I wouldn't say lack of effort—but Celtic almost looked beaten from the minute. As Chris said, Conor Goldson scored the first goal, and I know that Callum McGregor was very honest to you guys after the game. who did the Sunday newspapers when, when he said that you know when the first goal went in, there was just you know subconsciously there might be that. Um, you know, they look at the players that were missing and think it might be difficult. Is that what would be grating the Celtic supporters more than anything in the fallout from the game, Michael? The fact that it just as Chris says, no shots on target. It was it was so weak. Is that the biggest bugbear? Yeah,
0: I mean, listen, it's pretty abject. But I think listen, you've also got to take out the kind of the kind of bigger picture issues. Well. I mean, it's an old farm game. They've lost badly, but far better. Celtic teams have lost far worse in these games and recovered, and, and it happens then again. But the problem with Celtic is this has been coming for a while, and I think, we said it in this podcast before, they've, they've been getting away with it for a few weeks, I think. Um, they've got a gentle run of fixtures, and they've got a run of results, which clarifies a few of the issues, which Chris was touching on there. Um, the game against Rangers, I, I think, but even before the game kicked off, as soon as we've seen the team sheets, I think most people said, this is Rangers' day today. Even the team sheet... And that's not happening. Why, Why Mick? Because there've been issues with our full strength team in the, the previous weeks. So we're losing so many key players. I mean, match winners Edward, Christie, James Forrest, big game players. So the guys that get the results that have done for years weren't there.
2: And also, Mick. also, You also, make You chuck into the mix that that these players haven't really turned up. This season for Celtic no, I, as well. I agree, I agree, Chris. But also they've got results, and then when the big big games that come along,
0: they have turned up. And they've done it consistently. They might not be playing the best through the, throughout the season, certain stages. But in the big games, historically, those are the guys that have turned up yeah. and done the business. The problem is, guys like Clamala, um, we didn't, didn't know much about Laxalt. We don't know. We don't have evidence to suggest they could do the same, and it turns out that they couldn't do the same. Um, so I think the, the lack of players was an issue. I think that's a problem. I agree with you. I think the I think um, the the formation. I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of three-five-two. Anyway, I think you get away with it against lesser teams. It helps you. Hang create, on a minute. Um, worked last season. Yeah, but it didn't. they didn't play. It didn't. It didn't play Rangers with that with that formation and that spell either. It works against the lesser teams and getting bodies forward and getting bodies in the box and all that stuff. Against teams that you
2: they are more well drilled and better players. I think it's difficult. Well, I no, it I'm going goes- to I'm going to pull you up on that. I, I, you know that that's a very flippant thing to say that a 3-5-2 doesn't work uh against good teams. It does if it it does if they play the 3-5-2 well. And you couldn't you couldn't say you couldn't honestly sit there and say Mick that last season uh, when the season finished Celtic would have gone to Ibrox with that 3-5-2. And we were all thinking the same thing. Rangers had a few issue, uh, injury issues. We were all thinking that Celtic are going to demolish Rangers. That was with well, the three-five-two, so it wasn't but, a problem last season. Listen,
0: Chris, last that, last season, that that time, the week, of, the week of the Old Firm game last season, Rangers had lost to Hearts and Hamilton in space a week. They were in bits. The season had collapsed. So the, the, t- the tables have turned. This is a different Rangers team. This is a team that actually now has a bit of belief about itself. Um, so it's different, different circumstances. I just think the three-five-two. I think, you look, you look at the problem Celtic had down the flanks at the weekend. Celtic had 11 touches in the box on Saturday against Rangers. 11 touches yeah. in the box in 90 minutes.
2: Yeah. Not enough. Uh,
0: sure, get the get him down on, the
2: Mick. He, he talks more sense than you. But the
0: problem, <laughs> was the problem down the flanks, Chris?
2: Uh, well, I think the problem was all over the pitch, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> I facts, take on board what you're saying about the The, the Rangers the, system the Rangers wide men
0: sat deep and it caused a major problem for the wing-backs. They were overloaded the whole game. Yeah, yeah, it just caused a, a problem. They got in behind that area several times and got balls in the
2: box, unlike Celtic. I just think, it but, that's, work. I think but that's a I think different argument, Mick that you know it's not it it's clearly hasn't worked this season but you can't just turn around and, and throw in 352 doesn't work against against the good teams no i didn't i just i don't think it does i don't think it does i think i think good teams know how to play against it too easily
0: that's why i don't think it's used as much these days as, as it was because i think good teams know how to play against it that's just that's just the way the way I can kind of see it i didn't it certainly didn't work on Saturday i think you lose guys like well this he's not cut out for that role he played you lose his, his, his threat completely with that, that formation. And I think the wing-backs were totally negated as well because Rangers had doubled up on them and it meant they could get hitting, hitting the in behind them. So I just don't think it didn't work. Um, Where it works, we can make out, that's fine. But I just think in that kind of game, I don't think, it, I don't think it's it's something for me. That's just a personal opinion. Um, mm. uh, but again, but a lot of time it's, it's players rather than for isn't it as well? If guys aren't performing, it doesn't matter how they line up. If um, mm. if someone's not on their game, it doesn't really matter if it's C 2 4 three, three or it's 4 two four four, it doesn't really matter. Um,
2: I, if you've got something your you're gonna struggle. Mick, I think I think that uh, I, I think I do have sympathy for Neil Lennon because people are, you know, quite rightly, and you know, you've made the point about the three five two this season that um you know had Celtic played a four, but he had issues because who would he have played if they played the four two three one, who would he have played off the right? <laughs>
0: Well, I think this is the problem they've had all season, Chris. I think they don't know how to get the best players in the best positions. I think all season it's been a case of if you play one formation, you lose the best of some players. I think, like El like, 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 for example, playing four-two-three-one, you get the best out of El but you don't get, <laughs> excuse me, you may not get the wing backs. You don't get the best out of front If you play Forest, you can't get, you can't get that wide full um, back going beyond them and all that stuff. I think that just it's think I said before, the like blanket is not quite the right size. You pull it up to get your head warm, your feet get cold. They can't seem to get it right and get that balance. But that's something the manager's got to figure out because it's not there yet. I haven't seen it all season.
1: There's obviously various players this season who have not hit the, hit the heights. Chris, can, I mean, can you put your finger on why? And, and is Neil managing to get the maximum out of the squad at the
2: moment? And if not, why not? Well, clearly not. I mean, they're they're not even at 50% uh, this season as of yet. There's not one Celtic player who could come out of the game at the weekend with, 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 with any credit. And, you know, I'll, I'll look at the likes of Scott Brown. He seemed uh, extremely quiet for him. Callum McGregor, you know, spoke about uh, the disappointment in the performance, the way that the players didn't respond. That's unacceptable. But these players have been there and done it. And they know that they will have to respond. Naturally, people will look, uh, Celtic fans will be looking at the likes of, of the perceived wanderaway lads. Olivia and Sham would fall into that category. Uh, but it's not, you know, it, it's easy to single out certain players. Um, you know, there, there are questions which I think need answering. Um, <laughs> what's happened to Christopher Julian? You know, I, I I think we all expected him to come back in at the weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He seems to uh, to, to have a, a a really niggly injury. Celtic need him back. I don't know the situation with him. Hodson Edwards had had COVID. They need him back into the team. One <laughs> one player who uh, I have to say, one thing which doesn't sit right with me, and I know he came back, and it's good to see him back, is is, is Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths uh, has killed Neil Lennon in many respects because. We've spoken about this before because that period um, when the season shut down for COVID, where Lee Griffiths just simply let himself go and he got uh, out of shape, and then he was left out of the uh, out of the, uh, the, the the mini preseason. A fit Lee Griffiths would give Celtic a much better option, um, you know, when Onson is out, and the fact that you know he can only play a few minutes of games, isn't good enough. So he's a player, really, who needs to have a good, long, hard look at himself and think, had he actually conditioned himself better, had he actually looked after himself better, Celtic could be in a far better place. And you have to say that, that, that you know, there are issues in that dressing room. The fact that Neil Lennon's pointing fingers at uh, at, at leaks and, and it's a big problem uh, for him. So he needs to to, to start... Uh, getting a grip of the dressing room and and there to be harmony about the place it looks at this moment in time like everybody's pointing fingers at each other there's a there's a blame culture going on you know it's, it's everybody else's fault this season is still very much retrievable for Celtic the fact of the matter is though they haven't performed well and in the big games they have come up well short Ferencvaros is a massive problem for Neil Lennon. Off the back of going after Cluj in the Champions League qualifiers last year, That's added pressure. He got himself out of out of trouble in many respects uh, with with the good performances in the Europa League. That's all forgotten um, after the start of this season, out of the Champions League, losing to Rangers and losing badly. And that's the third performance now against Rangers in a in a row. Where Rangers have been the dominant team. Celtic fans are looking at that and it's, it's pretty eye-opening for Celtic fans to see that. They're thinking, how are we going to turn it around? And ha- had they performed unbelievably well and things clicked and there'd, there'd have been a, a real fluidity about them in, in other games, you'd say that was, that was just a one-off maybe at the weekend. They didn't turn up on the day and had injury problems. But the problem is far bigger than that, which is why perform- they need it. he needs a performance. And he needs a, a big performance. And maybe he'll get one against AC Milan on Thursday. The, f- the truth of the matter is, we're all sitting there and uh, 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 and thinking that AC Milan, the form they're in at the start of this season, they will come and turn Celtic over easily. But Neil Lennon somehow needs to get a tune out of his players. Otherwise, um, you know, Peter Lawwell, as I've said, may be thinking we need- a different voice, I cannot let this carry on. So, that is a big statement to make, Chris. That is it's a big, really, I, just, is I
1: mean, that is that is a big, big statement to say six. You know, if he doesn't get a tune in these next six games, Peter Loyal may be thinking about a different voice. Um, that is that's big. Is it based? Uh, is it a big statement?
2: Well, he
0: hasn't has lost, has lost three games in 29 this in 2020, Chris, I and mean, albeit three big games, it was. I mean, it's, okay. it's Copenhagen,
2: so, Copenhagen, the so and, and So, Craig's saying is a big statement and, and you're saying that that's impossible, is it? If, if, if Celtic lose four out of the next six, they go to pitt on Sunday and they don't get a result and play poorly and Aberdeen beat them two or three nil. You're saying that it's, it's impossible that Peter Lorwell will think that Celtic need a different voice if we want to win ten in a row. It's how long, if this carries on, it's how long Peter Lawwell is prepared to leave it. It's as simple as that. So, so you know, I, I played with Neil. I love, I love Neil, but, you know, you can't defend the performances this season, which is why Saturday's the game wasn't a one-off. It wasn't a one-off. It was flat the whole season. has been flat. Celtic are a hard, and he has to sort it out. He'll know that more than anybody. Yeah, that, that, he has to suck it up.
0: Celtic have to suck it up. I think you can say, listen, if they lose four out of six games, he's going to be under, I mean, extreme pressure. But I don't think you can say... That's, that's the case with any Celtic manager at any point in time, if you yeah. get a record run like that. But I think you've got to look at the past and you think, well... It, yeah, it so, what, be, so why are you arguing against that, Mick? Because I think that's, that's just common sense. If, if any Celtic manager loses four out of six, he's going to be under severe heat. Well, I, well um, I've said
2: that, and that. Well, I've just said that and you're arguing against that.
0: No, what I'm saying is that at this point in time, I don't think you can assume he's going to lose four out of six. I think he's lost three games in, in 10 months, albeit without eight months of football, something like five months of football. But his, his, his record, all right, see, it's, the problem is it's three, three big games. Um, I mean, it's, it's Copenhagen, it's Fernsvaros and it's Rangers. Three games he's lost out of the, out of the 29. Um, he needs, a, I think you said it yourself, he needs a big performance, a big game result. He really needs one. And that, that, could, that could be Thursday night, because he's not had a big result this year. That's the problem. I mean, but here's up, an like,
1: interesting. Can I just can I break in there? Hold on, boys. Can I break in there for a second? You don't know. It's quite interesting the dynamic of this whole thing from what both of you guys are saying. Because at one point earlier on the podcast, I think you, you correctly pointed out that a lot of the Celtic fans are looking towards the 10 in a row. Europe is almost a, a side issue here. Um, but now. With the importance of the six games that you're talking about and the manager needing to get results, is it more important that he, for example, gets minutes into Albion and a Yeti on Thursday night or David Turnbull or with a view to the domestic situation coming up? Or can he not do that now because of the apparent seriousness of the situation? He needs to try and get a big result. So are you almost damaging one to help the other? Or you know, what do you think? I'm just interested in the dynamic, I'm not disagreeing with any of it. I just what want to know what you guys think about that. Because a lot of fans will think Aberdeen's bigger than AC Milan. But but maybe Neil can't afford to think like that. What do you guys think?
2: It, well, I think that he uh he can't he can't look ahead to Sunday. Uh Aberdeen. He needs to get a team on the pitch when I said earlier on the season, he needs continuity. He needs to get his best players out there and not worry about the implications of whether somebody gets injured. And uh, and get a real rhythm going in the team because they uh, they haven't had a rhythm all season. And that is the problem. So if it continues to go backwards, uh, performance-wise, and performances are really, really important for Neil uh, now because supporters will be watching closely and thinking, you know, are we continuing to go backwards? And if that's the case, you know, we, we will need a different voice. Uh, and and results, of course, are important to uh, you know to to make sure that they're pushing in the Europa League. Ronnie Dyler ended up getting the uh, getting the sack off the back of his woeful performances in European football. Twice he didn't qualify for the Champions League. Then they had the the horrible moment in uh, in Norway. You're thinking that's the end. I'm not saying Neil Lennon is 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 at that stage yet, but another quick three defeats, which absolutely isn't impossible with the way Celtic are performing at this moment in time. And there could be implications. That, that's, that's all I'm saying. Neil's aware of that. And I know there's, there's this argument, and, and I totally agree with this argument. They've Celtic win the game in hand. They're a point behind Rangers. But there is a bigger picture here as well. And we can't, you can't paper over the cracks about how poorly Celtic have performed this season. So it's, it's not just the defeat Against Rangers, it's not just the defeat against Ferencváros. It's it, it's the it's the lamentable performances against St Johnston, where they won late on, papering over the cracks at Dundee United earlier this season, at St Mirren against Livingston. There are there are so many questions which which need answering, and Neil Neil will understand the pressure. But eventually, there will you know there will come a point where. Peter Lawwell has to sit down and scrutinise things and, and and think. Well, you know where where are we going under Neil Lennon now? And and you know we're getting to that point, which is hence why these big games coming up are going to be the test. Last season against Lazio, you know, you think of the performance levels, absolutely top draw. They need to hit those levels against AC Milan in, in, on Thursday night or Aberdeen on Sunday. And if that's the case, then they'll be the sort of the the belief that Neil Lennon is back on track. But we haven't seen anything this season to to believe that Celtic are in a good place. And I don't think anybody can argue with that.
1: Michael, agreed?
2: I, I agree that I think, I think Thursday night is, is an important game. I don't... I,
0: don't I, I must admit, it's a bugbear of mine. This kind of um, dismissal of Europe this year, I think it's quite it's a bit depressing. Europe is the stage where you, you want a club to shine and really make a mark. I mean, that's the, that's the, that is the, the big stage. AC Milan on a, a Thursday night, that's, that's what we want to be playing. And listen, the players that are in, in the squad, if there is guys who, we keep getting told there's guys that want away, they need to do it against AC Milan in these kind of games because they're not going to do, get a, their big moves in the back of beating Ross County. So they have to. They actually have to perform if that's, if that's their long-term goal. Um, I think it's important, I think, like Chris said, I think it's important in terms of momentum uh, and just finding some big game form. Um, what, we, what we need to wait and find out is that Certainly have done this in the past. They go through long spells of racking up wins like I've done in the last kind of two months with eight wins in a row. And it's um, almost kind of in second gear and maybe scraping results here and there, not that impressive. But then when there's required in certain big games, they put the foot down. I've seen it after Christmas last year, they put the foot down. We've not seen it yet. This is the time they really they really need to, because if not, they're gonna be really toiling. I and mean, then like I said, the league the league's still wide open. It's early days, it's October. A lot of twists and turns to come. we don't know what the challenge is gonna be over the, over the course as well. Um, but in, ter- in purely Celtic terms they need to really find a gear they need to find it somewhere whether it's pe- players personally whether it's the manager finding the formation that works they need to find a gear and if they don't they're going to be really toiling and I, I, I take, take Chris's point because uh, it is true if Celtic is through the next five or six weeks take a couple of double ones in Europe and drop points in the league it's going to be intense the pressure because this year is, is unlike most years anyway because it's this, this 10 in a row thing so it will become almost unbearable the kind of tension so it's, it's so crucial. But I think Milan is a starting point for them. I think they need to put performance
2: for on. Like- Europe, Europe becomes more important because of this. Had, had Celtic wiped the floor with Rangers at the weekend, then that would have solved a lot of problems for Neil. The fact that they, they, they lost and lost badly to Rangers and the performance was so weak, then Europe becomes a big issue for Neil. It wouldn't have been an issue had they beaten Rangers because he, you know, he he could have turned around and said, "Well, we're you know we're concentrating on on the ten in a row." Now everything's changed. Now now people are looking at that performance and thinking, "Well, do you know what? You know, we we we, we need to see Celtic perform against." some good teams this season. Milan are a good team. We need to see a level of performance up. So the pressure's on in Europe. Make no mistake about that. You know, after, after the performance at the weekend, it, it's really on. The heat is on. And, and somehow he needs to, you know, I mean, they're depleted. The squad is depleted. But he needs to put a team out uh, which is going to give Milan a real run for the money, whether, whether they're capable or not of that. Who, who knows?
1: Michael, it's not inconceivable that... Celtic could play well against AC Milan at Celtic Park and they could play well against Lille in France and lose both games but any slips in the two games against Aberdeen in the two upcoming Sundays would be big news for different reasons obviously the league and last year's attempt to win the treble which is now brought forward this year Um, again it comes back to that question of can they really? I mean, they, they they can't afford any slips against Aberdeen or Motherwell They can't really afford to lose any any more ground because there seems to be a suspicion, or there's been a lot of chat from Celtic supporters to suggest there's almost expecting Rangers to stumble the same way as they did last season. But were there signs post match at Celtic Park on Saturday with the way Rangers spoke and the way they behaved that maybe they have learned the lessons and? They won't stumble and certainly will have to stay on their tails. Is that fair?
0: Well, we don't we don't know. I mean that's the thing with the Rangers, we just don't know. We heard this, we said listen, we sat last last October, November, and then December saying this is a different Rangers team, this is a team that can go now, and then they fell apart the Christmas. So we just don't know. We'll only find out when there really is turned on the turned on the Jets after the Christmas period and see where they are and see how they cope then. So that's a whole new box. It's all right, when in October. It's um it's April, March, April, May. That's what really matters. So don't know, mm-hmm. but I think Celtic have to assume that they will because, listen, the look as though they've a good squad. I think the, the indicator through the years has been how many, how many Rangers players are getting into the Celtic Celtic team. I think now you're probably looking at a, a far more percentage. I mean, three years ago, you had none for getting the Celtic team. Now, I think it's an argument Almost right through the team. So the challenge George is. Don't then, Mick. That's, that's a hell of a statement.
1: Oh, you set yourself up there, Mick. Oh, I oh, can whew. see something coming back oh, there. That was. This is. Oh, a little,
0: oh, oh. I've been dragged into deep waters here. Oh, you <laughs> certainly
1: have. This is up there where you're pointing fingers at
0: UEFA for the draw fix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, in current form, what are talking about? You know, in goalkeeper, right back, um, beginning get it. the team. Um, set of halves. Goldson, I, mean, I think Goldson would get in the Celtic team just now would they I'm sure so have something doing, playing particularly well um, so there's one there's three right away would Barisets get in ahead of um, Greg Taylor and out? Uh, no one probably yes midfield I think Celtic midfield is still stronger so I wouldn't take that Ryan Kent would he get in the team right now probably so that's five right away so all of a sudden it's a balance but it used to be two or three years ago you'd be lucky to get one or two in
2: so would you disagree Chris? Um, at this moment in time, I think you'd, uh, you'd have to say that Rangers are in a far better place. I think that. I you got know, dodging the question. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that the fact of the matter is is, you know, if you if you look at the last couple of seasons, then you know who would you take out of the Rangers team in the Celtic team this season? Rangers have started well. The biggest question is is, is: is can Celtic and Neil Lennon turn around the level of performance across at Ibrox this season? Rangers have played very well. They have an identity and a way of playing. Celtic haven't hit the straps, so th- there's there's still an awful long way to go. And everybody gets caught up in you know in the emotion after after a Celtic Rangers game. But there's no doubt, you, you know, as I've said many times uh, today, you know, you have to look at the bigger Picture the, the bottom line with Rangers is over the last couple of seasons, they haven't been over the course and distance, but that's not the reason to totally dismiss them this season, especially when Celtic's own form has been that bad. And that is the biggest problem. Celtic have to concentrate on themselves and their own level of performance rather than what's happening across the city. Now, if Celtic, you, you spoke about the European games, Craig. if Celtic do perform well against Milan and end up losing the game, Unluckily, that's a different thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I would
2: agree. That, that's a different thing. If 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 they go away to Lille and the same thing happens, that's a different thing because there will be. So it's not quite as at black at and white, as white.
1: It's not quite as black and white as what you said Then, Cass. Um, um, where
2: Celtic to lose say, not, three games out the next six? It, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where it is black and white is if the level of performance doesn't improve and improve dramatically and Celtic lose four out of the next six, six games, go up to Petaldry and don't get any rhythm to the play and Aberdeen turn them over. They could, they could you know, uh, Milan are you know, on fire this season. They could quite easily rack up a score against Celtic if Celtic performed as, as, as poorly as they did at the weekend. Um, but if performance in many respects is more important than the results at this moment in time for Neil Lennon and I think that that's where the scrutiny will will really be on him and and these games so basically
1: it basically needs six performances because you would assume barring some desperate bad luck bad refereeing decisions something bizarre happening if Celtic perform to use that word in two games against Aberdeen and a game against Motherwell they will win Given the strength of the squad, if they perform, mm-hmm. they will win those games. So six performances and you could almost put up with a couple of de- defeats in the Europa League as long as they perform it. Six performances you need.
2: Yeah? Fair um, yeah, I think I think performances are absolutely crucial. A way of playing, an identity, and 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 his players to turn up and show that they're back on side. I mean, well the 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 players and are- we're talking about Neil and maybe he's got things wrong this season. The players have to take a hell of a lot of responsibility. You know, they're the ones who are going to throw Neil under the bus. So we'll see how much they want to play for him. You know, I spoke, yeah. about, Lee, I spoke about Lee Griffiths earlier. Lee Griffiths has, has, has been a disgrace the way he's conducted himself. I mean, that's, that's you know, I, I, I really rate Lee highly. I think he's a brilliant goal scorer. But a fit Lee Griffiths had he just looked after himself. And Celtic, you know, the issues have had uh, up top this season maybe it wouldn't have been an issue. It has been an issue all season, yet he can't get himself fit. So, you know, you can look at the whole recruitment thing. Why did it take so long to get him in? You know, why wasn't he fit enough? There are so many, there are so many uh, different strands to this and different aspects to what has happened. And it, it's a horrible, horrible mix at the start of the season, at the start of this season for Celtic. And you can, you can pick out so many different parts and they're all really unhelpful. But there is, you know, when you actually strip everything back, you can say, could Celtic, should Celtic have done things differently? So from recruitment wise to players actually knuckling down and looking after themselves uh, and, uh, and doing the right thing to, to team selection. Uh, you know, you throw all these things together and it's been, you know, they've, they've papered over the this season so far is it retrievable absolutely it is retrievable but they can't get past the point where performance levels are that bad where, where you know you're thinking well things need to change because what the one thing Celtic can't do is let Sel- uh, let Rangers rack up a lead 7 to 10 points because, because while they've been bottlers the last couple of seasons maybe this season things have changed I heard the, 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 the Stephen Gerrard talk after the game I heard James Tavernier took after the game. They're not shouting the mouths off this season. You know, they're being quite cagey.
1: There was quite an interesting comment from Stephen Gerrard, uh, Chris, that I wanted to ask you about because I remember you speaking about it in the past, I believe, after your debut in the Celtic against Rangers game in and, and Celtic 1-6-2. Mm-hmm. And uh, Martin O'Neill refused to be jubilant and said... Rangers are still the benchmark; they're the team yeah. to catch. I noticed Stephen Gerrard said that on last weekend, which yeah, was a uh, sea change from last year when he was talking about putting markers down and making statements, and then Rangers fell apart. He didn't do that this yeah, year. He used, he used an old phrase: of Martin the You must have noticed that.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely, and yeah, you know, it's a smart way to go. Take off yourselves. You know, the pressure's all on Celtic at this moment in time. Martin was a was a master of um, of psychology. And, you know, the 6-2 game was the game really which transformed Celtic and, and kick-started them to where where they are now. Uh, but that's, that's a smart thing to do. Don't shout your mouths off. And James Tavernier's has done it for years. Hasn't he got Glasgow's blue, this, that and the other. Maybe he's learning. You know, take the pressure off yourselves. Don't don't say anything daft where you're going to get egg on your face. You know, the the wild celebrations are after Rangers played Celtic off the park uh, last season at Celtic Park. You're entitled to do that, but it's only a small part of it, isn't it? You, you have to win the war. Rangers haven't won the war over the last couple of seasons. So it's head down. Now, Steven Gerrard's a smart guy. He's a, he, was a, he was a brilliant footballer. He's, he'll be a bad loser. It would have been really sore for him the last couple of seasons. He's, he's come north of the border to win things. And the fact of the matter is, is that Rangers have have, have been well and truly put in the place the last couple of seasons. He Stephen Gerrard's still in charge, but there will be that fire in his belly, and he's a, he's a smart guy, and you know he 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 won't want to lie down. He he'll be desperate to win something. And they are looking organised. They are looking strong. They have a bit of depth. I still think they've got issues over uh, uh, over Morelos, who. You know, may have been fortunate to stay on the pitch, but that wasn't the story of the weekend. You know, he needs to sort himself out, Morelos, and he must be a worry for Steven Gerrard. But they do look exceptionally strong this season. You can't get away from the fact they look slick. Brian Kent looks like he's gone up a gear. And if I was a Celtic player in the Celtic dressing room, I certainly wouldn't be dismissing this Rangers team uh, as maybe they could have done in previous seasons. Rangers have some good players. You have to respect that. We respected it back in the day. I know after the six-two game, but you know Rangers had had the De Boers, Claudio Reyna, Michael Moles, Arthur Newman, uh, Barry Ferguson. They had some outstanding footballers. I'm not saying we particularly liked them. I mean they were okay, but uh, we certainly respected them as as football players. Um, And Celtic got it all on.
1: Michael, can I just run round? Sorry, Chris, sorry I thought you'd done there. Michael, can I just uh, run something past you just to, to, to get a sort of overview? You've seen plenty of the games this season um, since he signed. You, you spoke about maybe the, the Rangers players who would get in the Celtic team and you, and you said, you know, you spoke, you said goalkeeper and maybe the centre-halves. Can I ask you about Vassilis Barkas and Shane Duffy? Because both, both of them, in different ways, took about a stick after the, the Rangers defeat... Um, a few of the Celtic fans weren't happy with, with Duffy at the first don't see him as comfortable when he's trying to get the game started too slow and you know fingers have been pointed at Barca big saves needed to be made against Ferns. Farros, Rangers didn't do it how would you evaluate two guys in two key positions
0: So far? I think there's I think the there's, there's, uh, jury's well and truly still out on the two of them I think Duffy you have to give him a, a, a little allowance to the fact he's not played much before he came to Celtic I think he played two games in nine months and it looked it looked, it looked, it looked rusty but he's played a few games now. and He has looked a little bit. I don't. I don't think he's that comfortable. I get back to the formation. I don't think he looks comfortable in that three. Um, I don't think they're all kind of stats. All suits him. I think he was at fault for the first goal at weekend. I think it was it was kind of naive defending. Um, playing playing goals on inside for, for a set piece that deep. I think that was that was pretty amateurish. Really, the goalkeeper. I, 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 the jury still out on the goalkeeper because we haven't really seen him doing much really as yet i have not seen him make a, a game-changing save and that may be because he's not had a lot to do in a lot of games but in the big games we saw it against Ferns Varos and, and a couple of other games as well you're looking for him to step up and do something out of the ordinary to, 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 to make a contribution he's not done that yet I don't actually think he was at fault for that goal on Saturday I know people would point the finger at him I think it looked worse because he made an effort to go for it. I think if he stayed still, nobody would have pointed a finger at him because it, I think it flashed in front of
2: him. He's not going to stay still, is he, and just let it in?
0: No, I know, but there's plenty of keepers that wouldn't even react to that. I think because he reacted, it looked,
2: though he got close to it. I think it made it look worse. Yeah, you, can't, you can't say that because it's gone in the corner. I'm not going to die because I, I might not but, save it. Well, well, he he died, did that but, for the second one. He, he died, <laughs> but he died after the ball
0: was the back of the it, was, it was, It didn't make any impact. I, I just think, I, think I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have blamed him. That's what I'm saying. But I still am waiting, waiting to see him make a a, a game-changing
1: contribution.
2: His, seen yet. his problem. Is his Fraser Forster, isn't it? And he's a downgrade on Fraser Forster. I think most yeah. Celtic fans would would think. Um, just want to see him make a save and again. That's what I mean. Make a contribution. Yeah, he, make, make a game-changing he, he contribution. Hasn't, he hasn't really made one. Uh, not, I'm not really having the criticism of Shane Duffy. I have to say at this moment in time, I think it's, you know I think that it's uh, it, 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 naturally. <laughs> Everybody's look at the Celtic team and looking to put the boot into certain players. I think Shane Duffy will be fine. I take the point. he's you know, he wouldn't describe him as a ball-playing centre half. He's no. not not as bad as everybody uh, is, is making out. I think that's been quite knee-jerk. With the goalkeeper at this moment in time, he's he slightly worries me. You know, I, I don't think that he has a a great presence, uh, and this was always. I think it was always going to be the issue after Fraser Forster's season last season, and now Big Fraser sat on the bench at Southampton every week. I mean, you you couldn't really make that up, could you? Well, that's for him to ponder, uh, guys.
1: Thank you very much. Anything else that you want to get off your chest before we move on? As you, as you guys know, it's going to be a massive, uh, massive few days. You see, Milan Aberdeen, you both touched on it, so
2: yeah, Just- Mick, sort sort your kid out. I mean, you know, tell him when we're doing <laughs> the pod. Just to tone it down a bit.
0: I'm trying to get some zonal marketing here, but it's not happening. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> I'd make it might be fair.
0: No.
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's just like it's just like being back in the office. Well, but the the, <laughs> the best bit was when his kid said, "You're talking shite dad <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to
1: it. That's the thing. <laughs> Lads, thank you very much for your contribution this week. Much appreciated. All the best. All
2: right, cheers.
1: cheers. all right, guys. Thank you, And Thank you, everyone, for listening. Good luck.